Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Um, good morning. Good morning. Um, I believe we're not talking about age here. We're talking about aptitude. Mm-hmm. We're talking about his ability to perform. And what we've witnessed over the past couple of years is that there seem to be plenty of moments where we're not really sure he's sure about what's happening in the scenario. So I think what we're talking about is whether he's mentally capable. There are 90-year-olds who are perfectly capable of running the White House. They still drive their cars. But in this instance, I think we've witnessed enough to have some serious questions about whether or not another four years is going to work out for this country. That's an independent voter on Fox saying of President Biden what you know to be true regarding President Biden. Never mind the fact that he probably doesn't know where he is. Does anybody actually think, believe that when he speaks, he doesn't sound just silly as can be, confused? Lost, never mind not knowing where he is, and he has to be directed by the Easter Bunny to get to where he's going. But his actual words. When I listen to President Biden, it almost seems like he's speaking in like word salad and it's not very clear to follow. And we need someone that's going to not only be able to express his needs, but the needs of our, our country clearly. There is nothing that these two women haven't said, one black, one white, nothing these two women haven't said that isn't being said by you, by people you know, and people all across the country. Of course, uh, the political left has an answer for this. First, their answer is to remind you that what Joe Biden has done to bring back the economy was superhuman. You, you, You know it's not. You know that it's not. And secondly, what Joe Biden has done to rally the world around Ukraine, it's about time we finally have somebody in the White House who understands leadership. Oh, it is so, uh, oh, we are so lucky to have this Joe Biden because we haven't had somebody who understands foreign policy the way Joe Biden does in a good long time. You, you you believe that? Or do you believe that the vast majority of these NATO nations have finally decided to be proactive regarding NATO because, wait a second, you don't know if you can necessarily depend on the United States to take care of the Russia threat. You might have to take care of it yourself, especially if they're going to take over Ukraine and the next thing you know, you've got Russia on the border of Poland. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That is uh, the, the, the number. Uh, it's it's uh, that, that conversation regarding Poland is one of the reasons to support supporting Ukraine, because this isn't about liking the Ukrainian government. This is about the recognition uh, of where Russia is. And while people could talk about the Russia-China alliance, as Vivek Ramaswamy does, you would have to then uh, somehow ignore the fact that that alliance exists uh, in Ukraine or not in Ukraine, and there is no way to talk Russia out of it because Russia needs to sell oil, and they'll sell it to the Chinese because they're super thirsty. 
You'd have to pretend to not understand the economic interests of Russia and the longtime desires of Vladimir Putin, who's playing a zero-sum game. He knows he's up against it. He knows there's no time. There is no ability for the Russian population to build in a way that's necessary to actually rebuild the nation that he wants. So he's doing everything he can to try and buy time, at least keep the power. And that's going to mean creating unholy alliances with China, even though China is his eventual downfall, but he'll be dead. It'll be somebody else's problem. It doesn't take much to understand these things. But let's bring it back to Joe Biden. The idea that Biden is too old to run for president, which is, of course, more and more of the conversation. This is getting discussed everywhere. Biden is too old. But just as we have discussed this, you also have to have a discussion about Trump's age. This was, in an honest moment, MSNBC. All right, let's talk about some new polling that we're just getting in about President Biden showing his age is a significant concern for voters ahead of the 2024 election, including among Democrats, by the way. A new AP NORC poll finds three quarters, more than three quarters of Americans think Biden, who was 80, is too old to serve another term. Seventy seven percent of them. Donald Trump is just three years younger than Biden, but only 51 percent of Americans say he is too old to be effective in a second term broken down by party. 89% of Republicans say Biden is too old. 69% of Democrats say he's too old. And 74% of independents say the same. In contrast, only 28% of Republicans say Trump is too old versus 71% of Democrats and about half of all independents. So Eugene Robinson, this is something that the White House, the Biden campaign cannot avoid. It is a reality. It might be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for some people to talk about, but when you have private dinner parties, when you go out in, at the ice cream place in the summer, people do, even Democrats who like Joe Biden and, and plan to support him, they do have concerns about his age. Everybody has concerns about his age, and I appreciate MSNBC noting it. But what about this idea of Trump's age? If you can bring up Biden's age, you can bring up Trump's age. Well, of course you can. Age is age. You can bring it all up. Trump's only 77. But yet so many people, as you heard the numbers there, unconcerned. Because Trump seems to be in full charge of his own uh, faculties. And Biden does not. And Trump does not look like or act like a doddering old man. And Biden does. And perception is reality and reality is reality. And therefore, that's what Biden is and that's what Trump is not. Age will still come up. Age will come up in this debate. I'm sorry, in this in this primary. Will it move the needle? Well, I can't answer the question. Age will come up in a general. Will it move the needle? Well, that's where it gets interesting. The whole idea of moving the needle and where uh, some people are missing the mark. As you know, the political left has started moving the conversation that what we need to be doing because there's a rise in COVID cases... <laughs> We need to start wearing masks again. Oh, God. OMG. Are you kidding me right now? Please, no. 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 They're talking about it. 
They're talking about it everywhere. They've done it at movie studios. They've done it at college campus in Atlanta. They're doing it in other places. We see a rise in COVID cases. You need to wear a mask in order to be safe. I hate Illinois Nazis. Not only do you have to wear a mask, Biden wants Congress to appropriate another few billion dollars so there can be another vaccine, which he believes he should be able to force all Americans to take. Ew, David. Exactly. And I have had many people seen it in social media and other places. If they push this mask mandate, they're just handing the election to the Republicans. The American people won't take this and they're going to we're going to make this an election issue and 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 uh, and Biden's going to lose. Now, very often they say Trump's going to win. I don't know if Trump's going to be the nominee. Now, let's leave that alone just for a second. There is this belief that somehow a forcing into masks again will be a negative for the Democratic Party. And I'm standing here, sitting right here, saying the following. Prove it. Don't get me wrong. Masks as a way of stopping COVID is ridiculous. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. It's, it's ridiculous nonsense. It's embarrassing. It really is. Masks don't stop COVID. Masks never stop COVID. They will never, ever stop COVID in the future. Never mind that certain masks, according to studies, are actually toxic being worn uh, for, for the lengths of time that people want you to wear a mask. It's ridiculous. The University of Waterloo study, which has not seen uh, a refutation. A three-millimeter gap in the mask reduces efficacy to 3%. Translation, no one wears a mask properly. Masks don't stop COVID. End of list. Where is the proof that pushing masks again is going to cost the Democratic Party? Where is it? Well, Tony, the people just won't take it. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you had spoken to me before COVID, I would have told you the American people would never accept that from their government. And it turns out the American people were more than willing to live the life of communists. I saw churches close. Churches allowed police officers to write down the license plates of people who attended church. They didn't go out there in mass and say, get the hell out of here, you fascist bastard. Any cop who wrote down the license plate of someone attending a church should quit and then go to hell. I said it. I meant it. If you're a cop who needs to hear it nose to nose, pick the street corner. That's how absolutely disgusted I am with you. That's how disgusting I think that moment was. Not as disgusting, however, than the churches and synagogues and other places of worship that simply would not open. Well, it's COVID. They want us to shut down, so we'll shut down. That's not how it works. What are you, nuts? That is... That is crazy town. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. A nation that fights for religious freedom doesn't shut down because there's a virus. Well, we could pray via Zoom. That's great. Hey, maybe we can pray via Morse code, too, because we can't have too many people getting together, don't you know? Look how quickly it happened. Look how easily it happened. And look how everybody said, okay, 
Americans proved they're willing to sit at home, wear their government-appointed gray garb, and await further instruction. It was gross. Why would I not believe that it could happen again? And why would I believe that the Democratic Party will suffer because of pushing mask mandates and other things on the American people? The Democratic Party has already made a decision. Lying to you is acceptable. If you tell me that this economy is going great, if you tell me how Biden has really pulled uh, and, and helped build the middle class, that is remarkably hateful because it is a lie. If you tell me that Biden has been effective on the world stage, this is also a lie. Was he effective on the world stage when he was trying to get oil from Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia was like, nah, effective on the world stage when he has to beg Venezuela and lift sanctions in order to have oil flow? Oh, we're going to lift sanctions so we can start having a dialogue again. No, you're lifting it so you can get oil. Everybody knows it. What are we all children? All of a sudden we don't know how the world works. I put forth to you that the Democratic Party isn't worried about your response to COVID because the Democratic Party feels good about the Democratic Party's response to abortion. This election, if you want to argue, could be abortion versus masking. That yes, it is possible, even though there is no proof that Forcing people into masks and forcing vaccines could indeed have a negative effect on the Democratic Party in the election. But this is the Democratic Party that is going to scream abortion every single second of every single uh, minute, of every single hour, of every single day. That's all they're going to scream, and they believe that that conversation, look at what the Republicans are doing about abortion. They're forcing people to have birth. They want five-year-olds to be raped and have babies. Is there anything they won't say? Is there anything they won't say? The answer is no. And their belief is that it worked in 2022, it'll work in 2024. Speaker Pelosi, former Speaker Pelosi, said abortion should be the subject. In my beloved Indianapolis, Indiana, the mayor, Joe Hogsett, who is a failure, a two-term failure, who has made the city extremely unsafe, as so many Democrats have in their cities across the country. He's not running on safety. He's not running on security. He's not running on a vision for the city of Indianapolis. He's running for a third term by saying, we're going to make sure city employees will be able to get abortions. That's what he's running on. And the people of Indianapolis might just be circus seal enough arp, 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 to go about there and, re- and vote for this guy, even though if their kids walk down the street, their kids might get killed. The Democratic Party has made a bet. And that bet is it don't matter what else we do because we'll just keep screaming abortion and you suburban soccer moms will just simply vote for us because this is about a woman's woman's rights. It's so incredibly important. 
You won't care that your kids will continue to suffer in their education. You won't care that the schools are closed down. Just like so many suburban soccer moms don't give a good holy damn that their daughters aren't able to make the soccer team because there's a boy out there who decided his name is Susie and he gets on the team by pretending he's a she. You let that happen to your daughters. But the Democratic Party figures they've got you so conditioned to the Pavlovian response of abortion, 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 that you will sacrifice everything, your children included, to give them the vote. So all of a sudden you realize that Homeland's a pretty good show. If you want to argue that this could be a masking versus abortion election, okay, it can be. But I can give you proof that the Democratic Party gets results screaming abortion, and you cannot give me any proof that there's any way to achieve victory by screaming mask, mask, mask. Let's honestly look at the situation and ask ourselves, what are we going to do if they start forcing mask mandates? I'm Tony Katz. Dow is up 246, NASDAQ is up 230. Bring on the iPhone 15. Good Lord. Can't, can't it just, can't they be like, you know what, we're done. The camera's as good as it's going to be, people. That's it. And none of you know how to take pictures anyway. Um, so so what, are we, what are we bothering for? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. September 12th will be launch date. There's going to be the iPhone 15 that is expected and new Apple watches, which, look, I think wear whatever you want on your wrist. Do, do, your, do your thing. Um, no thanks. I think a watch should tell a story. I think a watch should be about character. Um, it should be about art, which watches are. I mean, it's... Uh, Orology, the, the the that whole creation process, it's spectacular. But sure, sure, have yourself another uh, Apple Watch. There's going to be the Apple Watch Ultra. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. It's just, I guess it's good to see the markets up considering how off everything was last week. And then there's this, which we're going to learn more about. The Biden administration now has 10 drugs subject to Medicare price negotiations. We've got blood thinners, um, Eliquis, uh, insulin products. Um, So these are um, about giving Medicare where they now have, through the Inflation Reduction Act, the power to... Uh, engage drug prices with manufacturers first time in in the history of 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 medicare so eloquis jardians which is about low blood sugar and type 2 diabetes zarelto which is about blood clotting and strokes genuvia began about blood sugar and type 2 diabetes um uh, there's one there i cannot pronounce and tresto which is about heart failure something about rheumatoid arthritis Crohn's disease, blood cancer. I mean, it's an interesting list. Um, Diabetes, I think, takes up like five of them. Diabetes is five of the ten. 
Don't know what it's going to lead to. We're going to find out. We're going to find out whether or not we have got uh, the ability to bring down these prices or we're just going to make it more and more difficult for people to get these drugs to begin with. I'm Tony Katz. So you've got people very upset on Staten Island. If you don't know Staten Island, Staten Island is um, New York. It's one of the five boroughs. Uh, it's it's not the prettiest. Staten Island is a is a personality all all on its own. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine eight three three. Got Tony. You drove through Staten Island. Every time you wanted to cross the Veranzano uh, to Brooklyn to visit my grandmother, uh, went to Staten Island to visit friends of, of my parents, friends of the family growing up. Staten Island is also probably the, the it is, not probably, it's the most conservative of the five boroughs. Uh, definitely a fair amount of Republicans in Staten Island. Well, Staten Island um, has protesters showing up in front of a former Catholic school which is now a uh, migrant shelter on Staten Island. You have this ongoing issue with all these people who have been sent to New York. New York's like, we can't take all these people. Well, if you couldn't take all these people, why'd you say you were a sanctuary city? You're lying. Uh, I probably can't say that on radio. And they took... um, Randall Island. And they said, oh, you got all these soccer fields. We're putting up tents. We're letting people live there. And people are like, are you nuts? And now you've got this uh, shelter, 300 beds, and they're going to let uh, illegal immigrants uh, stay there. And I'm saying illegal immigrants. I know some people say migrants. Well, that's for them to do. And I'm doing this. And I'm more than happy uh, to be shown where I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, that would involve being shown where I'm wrong. They're not migrants. They're not. We're not talking about people who, who in every case, have come in uh, legally. We're talking about what it is Texas deals with on an hourly basis. Now other states have to deal with it, and they've completely fallen apart. We can't do this. It was Kathy Hochul, the governor of of New York, that has said, we've been handling this burden uh, alone for too long. It's been two and a half weeks too long. It hasn't been a full year. Texas has been doing this for decades. Can we help you? You sound ridiculous. But of course you're ridiculous. You're such a self-centered group of people, you and Eric Adams and the rest of them. And I would argue, you know, that, you know, this is what you voted for, New York. This this is what you deserve. These sanctuary city people. You voted for this. You deserve everything you get. But the people of Staten Island didn't vote for this. And me, what can I say? There are times where I have a soft spot in my heart. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a softie. That's that's what they say. They say, you know, Tony Katz, first thing I think of, let's ask our producer AJ. AJ is in uh, today. The first thing, when you think of Tony Katz, what do you think? Buckle in. Buckle up. Right? 
Yeah. Other people think softy, uh, but some people think buckle in or buckle up. But I'll, I'll accept them all. And these people are protesting. They're saying this is nuts. What are you doing? Well, what do you actually expect the city to do? Until they admit that the country can't handle this, until they admit that Greg Abbott is right, that Ron DeSantis is right, that Doug Ducey, the former governor of Arizona, was right, and that they were wrong, and all sanctuary cities are wrong, Philadelphia and Los Angeles and, and, and San Francisco, all wrong, always have been wrong, Chicago, always wrong, until they admit it, nothing changes. Until they say, we're not supporting any of the current Democrats in office until they fix the border. We'll run other people. We will primary you in every single district in New York. We will primary Chuck Schumer. As a matter of fact, when the, when the governor and the mayor say, we're not supporting Chuck Schumer for Senate, what are you, nuts? Everything will change. Every, hold on, you hear that? That's a snap. Like Thanos. Everything will change. Like that. That was two fingers. Or Ali, fourth fingers, but two snaps. That's it. It should also be noted that in Arizona, the floodgates are open. That is not meant to be euphemism. Um, that's, that's, that's fact. They, they are actually open. Because they're worried about flooding because of, of, of the rains. And illegal immigrants, coyotes, drug dealers, are moving through these openings like it's their job. They've been coming in like mad. We don't know how to close the gates yet? That leads us to this. The FBI looking to find more than a dozen Uzbek nationals who sought asylum in the U.S., after intelligence officers discovered they traveled to the southern border with the help of a smuggler who has ties to ISIS. Oh. Okay. No specific ISIS plot has been identified, but they're scrutinizing a number of migrants as possible criminal threats. Now you're going to scrutinize. It takes an ISIS connection for you to figure out that maybe we've got a problem. That is special. There was no indication, this according to Adrian Watson, who is National Security Council spokesman. There was no indication and remains no indication that any of the individuals facilitated by this network have a connection to a foreign terrorist organization or or are engaged in plotting a terrorist attack in the United States. How many times have we seen somebody engage in an act of terrorism who is on the terror watch list? And you ask yourself, well, wait a second, if we have a, if we have a terrorist watch list, um, per, perhaps uh, we should be asking uh, who, who, who's watching. Perhaps we should be asking who is, is, is watching the watch list. And then, you know, if somebody was watching the, 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 the watch list, then uh, perhaps, uh, just, just perhaps, we'd be able to keep an eye on these people. But these are also the people who don't believe in securing a border. 
who don't know how to secure a border, who can't stand up to progressives and say, sorry, we're people who have a border, and if you don't like it, well, we're not worried about that at all. You don't know who's about to cause damage when. But you could do your best job in preventing levels of damage by ensuring that you utilize a system that to the best of your ability keeps dangerous people from coming into the country. That can't be done if you literally open the floodgates. We're not even having a political conversation. We're having a conversation of rationality. We are saying if X, then Y, regardless of anything else applied to it. If my front door is locked, there's less of a chance of somebody walking through my front door than if my front door is unlocked and open. There's a difference between whether or not somebody should walk through my front door uninvited and whether someone can walk through my front door if it is unlocked and open. But there is also a difference between whether somebody can walk through my front door, whether it's unlocked and opened, or whether they can walk through my front door if it is closed and locked. We can, of course, argue that people shouldn't just walk into your front door without being invited. You should pretend that all people are vampires. You can't walk in until you're invited. That's the way it works. I watched Buffy. I know a thing or two about this. The other thing I know is that if my front door is locked, closed and locked, they're going to have to do a lot more work to get in. This is actually the argument, because everything I just said, I mean, you could explain that uh, to, to your 12-year-old, you could explain that to your 22-year-old, you can have that conversation with, with a 72-year-old, everybody would say, you know what, that's a, a very easy thing to understand, that's, that, that's, that's logical. That is actually the argument for the wall. The door being closed and locked is not a guarantee to somebody not coming in. They can try and knock it down. Remember what they said about the wall? We're going to build a 10-foot wall. It doesn't matter. They'll just build an 11-foot ladder. (laughs) What a bunch of scumbags. And that was a vast amount of the Democratic Party in elected office. Really gross stuff. You understand that that's not the purpose of the wall. When you go down to the border, and we're going to be doing a a, a series of of interviews and conversations uh, in in the coming weeks about the border, really getting into policy and understanding what it is that's being discussed, what's what's actually going on. So we're all on the same page, especially as we get into this election season. And you realize not only how completely incapable the Democratic Party is, But unfortunately, how many Republicans don't really understand the totality of what's happening? And one of those things is the wall. It's unbelievable when you see it. Because I do this for a living, right? I I got the microphone right here, and and we're chatting. We're we're talking. And and I'd love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. And and, and you, you see the wall, and you're like, wow. And then you see these gaps in the wall, and you're like, well, what the hell is the point of this thing? I mean, major gaps in the wall. And then you realize there's different walls. There's the wall that Trump built, which is this super tall wall. And then all around, there's these what are known as levee walls. And you're like, what the bloody heck is a levee wall? A levee wall 
is basically, uh, if, if you've ever seen a poured concrete basement, that's a levee wall. And picture it's 12 to 14, maybe 15 feet high. And so the ground is low and then the ground is high and there's this wall. And that's, and that's part of what they have there. They have this levee wall. And you're like, wait a second. How does that keep anybody out? The wall was never meant to keep anybody out. The wall doesn't keep anybody out. And this is the part that's criminally insane that most people don't know. When I went to the Rio Grande, I'm on, I'm on a bus, a bunch of other people going to the Rio Grande. Oddly enough, I was the only person who was armed. I don't even understand how that's remotely possible. It was very strange. Um, it's Texas. I, I'm, I'm lawful. I'm good. You get to a moment where there's the wall, right? Big steel columns. You're like, my gosh, there's the wall. And then the gate opens and you drive through the wall. And you're like, what the? Am I in Mexico? No, I'm not in Mexico. Because then you drive another like 50, 60 yards. And you stop the bus. And there's the Rio Grande in front of you. And then there's Mexico. And you realize the wall in some places is miles, plural, from the border. Because if you're talking about a place like Arizona, the Yuma sector, for example, as it's called. You could probably build a border wall directly on the border. That's very hard to do among the twists and turns of the Rio Grande. There is a moment, and I was there on the Rio Grande, where I'm in the United States, but I was south of Mexico. Because of the way the land juts and the river moves, there's a moment that you can be south of Mexico, you're in the United States, there's Mexico, and then north of that is the United States again. It was. It looked like a park on the other side of where we were, which was a park in the United States where people were just hanging out and having a good time. You know how easy that swim is? It's an easy swim right there. Maybe harder to walk to, but once you're there, it's pretty easy. The wall does not stop anyone. They are already in the United States, can already make their claims of asylum because they lie and they're taught to lie by non-governmental organizations who I think we should be trying for treason. The wall is meant to slow people down. And if they are slowed down, then they can be apprehended. The locked door might not stop everyone, but what it will do is slow them down. The open unlocked door slows down no one. They walk right through, even though they necessarily shouldn't. They should not necessarily walk through your door uninvited. But when the door is open and unlocked, they can walk right through. When it is closed and it is locked, they have to do something to get through it. And that act of slowing them down is the act of being able to get Border Patrol there on the scene through the other technologies which are lacking to apprehend them. That, understanding that, is step one of many, many steps to being able to have what can be described as a secure 
border, allowing the the Border Patrol the opportunity to get the job done by giving them the tools to slow down those coming into the country, even though they weren't invited, and getting them apprehended. That's what a wall does. That's what a door does for you. And this Biden administration just leaves the doors wide open. And yet Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, they don't go and they, they, they say things like we need to do something about this. They don't get in front of a camera and say, hey, Joe Biden, you suck. And we're done with your nonsense. And Chuck Schumer, we will not support you for re-election until you do something about this. We'll find somebody else. A lot of Democrats in New York. Don't you worry there, Chucky. We got it covered. Instead, they put a shelter in the middle of a neighborhood in Staten Island or there on Randall Island, and they tell the people, deal with it. And they'll keep voting for Democrats, won't they? You must scare people out of a job in order to get things done. So, do that. And we should get Biden out of his job so we can have a border that works. I'm Tony Katz. There is a tick in Virginia that you get bit and you don't know it's a thing. And then you eat red meat and then you get very ill. And this is uh, how I know that uh, the world may be coming to an end. It's a red meat allergy because of a tick, which means I'm never going to Virginia. And then I've got the Biden administration that wants to tell me I should only have two beers a week. Which I believe is 27 Bud Lights in the translation. This is Tony Katz today.